share now your word one with another. We pray, God, that you'll touch as many hearts, Lord, that are open. And bless, Lord, us for the receiving of even more blessings. And I ask all these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. I want to thank you really profusely from the bottom of my heart for tuning in uh, because um, we're probably going to continue in this format for Power Hour um, for a little while longer. And, um, you know, I tried to be aware of the pros and cons of different things, just about everything have its benefits, and and um, and at the same time have some drawbacks. So uh, the Power Hour has been extremely helpful to us uh, in the time of the pandemic, um, and. Um, Certainly, we had it in person, and I'm preaching to choir before. But uh, so many more people got involved and so forth, and we want to continue in that spirit. We are putting enhancement in what we do in the streaming and the television uh, broadcast and so forth. Um, and uh, we don't, we, we don't, we want to encourage people to um, to worship and worship in person. But we do realize that there are some situations and conditions that uh, it's going to take a little time to allow people to get out and come to church. And we're trying for them to have the best possible experience uh, as if they were in church or until they, you know, are able to get back out into, uh, into, uh, into the coming to church. Um, there, there are many factors involved. And... Uh, I just mentioned a few of them quickly. Like I said, there's benefits, and of course there are there's some drawbacks. We try to weigh them, and I I think I see more on the benefit side. Uh, um, um, there are uh, there are, there are people that we don't want to lose any church. Any 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 Christian outreach, we want we don't want to lose people because, for whatever reason, they're not coming to church. I mean, lose people to Christ. That's the thing. Uh, for the sake of Christ, they're not coming to church, and if they, we don't keep, so it's important for us to keep some kind of connection with them the best connection that we can. And so that's just some of the several reasons that I thank you and I thank everyone 
for tuning in and uh, for our worship service quite a few people are tuning in and so we know that we're keeping that connection and uh, for health reason and other factors there's some people that definitely are not gonna worship in person for now so here we are power hour and like i said we're going to continue with this and i'll be calling on others to participate like we did um and i'd be very happy uh if people are able to respond positively as you always do to share um and bring in a thought or a word or some inspirational whatever um uh you know as we continue prayer hour uh, i was invited to speak uh, this afternoon someplace uh, and i told you know i told this very distinguished person i says well i i i i kind of doubt i'd be able to dash from power hour to go all the way into Corona Queens, <coughs> which I have been there several times and lectured and preached and so forth. But I says, and, and I know about the traffic in the park, and I says, I have, you know, an engagement with Paul Howell. And this is a very uh, good uh, friend of mine. Matter of fact, is somebody who I've mentored. And he said, well, how is that? What, what I said, well, it's a, it's a gathering of, uh, of blessed people, of people who love the Lord, and it's participatory. He says, hey, I'm I going to have to tune in one of these afternoon. I said, yeah, tune in, and you can participate if you want to. Um, the original idea was to have a time where people could participate and share in ways that they don't normally do on a Sunday morning. And during the pandemic, I know the co-pastor kept mentioning it. It was obvious to us. And just looking at the map and looking at other, other, other metrics that I have to see from all over the world people were um, you know listening and learning and so forth i think it's a wonderful thing yes for two sundays we spoke about hope shared about hope and uh, for this afternoon i want to give some additional things that might be helpful or helpful to us uh regarding hope and it's like I said uh, this morning, it's so interesting that the Sunday school lesson touched, at least when I was at Sunday school, touching some of the things from Hebrew 11.1 1, that we have been sharing. And this morning I mentioned the fact that, you know, uh, here's another instance where Paul made it very plain that Abram and Isaac and Joseph and the rest of the patriarch and 
the great wonderful people of faith and Rahab and Barak and all the others did uh, you know they uh, they 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 were saved if we want to use that term in a, in a New Testament way for Old Testament application uh, through faith and not through uh, any practice or religious obligations uh, and so as as it state very plainly God count Abraham's faith as righteousness in the fact and this is what I want to elaborate on that they lived before Jesus how blessed we are we have lived after Jesus how blessed we are that we don't have to struggle and get entangled with theological twist and dogmatic burdensome obligations because we have Jesus the author and finisher of our faith that's what they mean I mean you know you can just look at what Jesus did for us so Abram Isaac Joseph and and now I'm specifically mentioning all the great people mentioned in Hebrews 11 they lived before Christ so part of what Hebrews 11 1 is getting at is that they lived in hope and that's another reason I didn't get into that in the sermon this morning why hope is used in the past tense and kind of elaborating more on what I said this morning because they lived in hope but catch this they acted in faith and I guess that's the key to what I want to share this afternoon how we can live in hope but act in faith and like I've been saying for the last two weeks is that this hope lead us to faith and this hope lead us to act in faith that's why in Hebrews 11 uh, it mentioned over and over that by faith Abraham left a country to go to another country that he you know didn't know anything about it's what he did is based on his hope he acted in faith by faith he offered up Isaac when he was told to do so by faith Moses stretched out his walking stick and the Red Sea parted by by or through through faith acted in faith so I wanted to close out this uh, this afternoon by speaking yes about how our actions uh, coming out of our hope our action is what is counted 
as faith. Now for the believer, for you and I, the believer mean people who have accepted Jesus Christ as a Lord and as a Savior. Our salvation, like I said over and over this morning, come by our faith in Christ Jesus Christ and in, in, in our Lord Jesus Christ and his dying on the cross for us. And after we indicate, after we show that faith, after we act in that faith by accepting him as our Lord and our Savior by faith. Our action there, accepting Jesus, is what saves us. Uh, so, you know, again, I want to, yes, I purposely chose to elaborate on hope in this time because uh, we've been through a period and we're still going through a period where there was much, much hopelessness. I was just reading an article a while ago that tried to get some statistics based on what they know. They don't have all the normal, all the sermons that were uh, preached during the pandemic, but uh, from what they can gather, uh, sampling show that, you know, 60, 70% of the sermons uh, during the time of the pandemic, even to now, uh, mentioned something of the pandemic. Yeah, it was difficult not to mention it or to stay completely uh, away from it because we know that there was a lot of hope going on, a lot of hoping going on, and a lot of hopelessness going on, even though it may or may not have lasted. So I think it's a refreshing time, a joyful time, as Romans 1 and 5 tells us, a uh, rejoicing time and hope that to realize and to know that through all of this, all the tribulation, as Romans uh, 1 through 5 state, and all the patience that was exhibited, that we come to a point where we, we, we call it light at the end of the tunnel and all stuff like that. But more and more, there's hope that's leading us to uh, faith, that's leading us to act on our faith, knowing truly that God, as we would commonly say, he has our backs. Amen. So let's continue to encourage one another. It's such a blessing to be a part of so many encouraging people, so many wonderful people. And I know for sure that as much as we might encourage one another, we ourselves need to be encouraged and one great vehicle of encouragement is that of hope. Now let's think for a minute that if, uh, if, if, if someone were to be discouraged or in a discouraging situation, 
sad, beaten up by the vicissitudes of life and so forth. Someone was down and out, and there's a whole lot of people that way a lot of times. And you gave that person hope. That would be a great encouragement. Matter of fact, matter of fact, they may not fully understand faith the way we understand faith as believers. But if they have hope, it will lead them to faith in a meaningful way. Although I know there's a scripture, we all have a measure of faith. And one of these days, I'm going to explore that a little bit more. Because is there some connection there that the scripture means when it says we have a measure of faith? Is it trying to say, well, there's, there's a measure of faith there that's, that is always kindled, always supported, always sustained by some hope? So God bless you. I thank you. And we look forward to next week where we'll have a brand new topic, maybe from a brand new person sharing. Uh, and let us continue in this great tradition of power hour. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you.